Merry Christmas. My name is Brad Watson, and this is the Saturate Podcast's Advent devotional called Preparing Room. This is a 25-day reflective journey through the themes of Advent, as well as the themes of being the people God called us to be, so I hope that you will enjoy it. In addition to this devotional, we also have resources on Advent that I'd love for you to check out at saturatetheworld.com. One is the Advent Community Guide, which will help you have engaging conversations throughout this season as your community gets together. There's also crafts and coloring sheets for children, as well as alternative ways to use it with your children and family gatherings. So it's a great resource just to use with families as well. Also, we have a holiday missional community planning guide that will help leaders engage and plan for this season so that people will grow in your community in their love for God during this season, their love for one another in this season, and their love for their neighbor this season. So make sure you check both of those out. And with that, let's engage today's reflection. We've been brought near. We all have a complicated relationship with the church. It's a ruckus communion of saints. It's for many a place of quarreling, a place of scheming, a place of power. And even for those same people, it's a place of essential family. Our histories are that kind of mixed bag. Church, who we're called to be, all of us, uh, we have that kind of mixed bag. The, the first Christian church service was on Christmas Eve beneath a chorus of angels and surrounded by shepherds who came to see, touch, and behold the Savior. Angels from heaven and shepherds from fields. As soon as Jesus came into Galilee preaching the good news about God, he began calling disciples. He called fishermen and tax collectors. He called the ordinary and the outsider. He formed the relational and tangible environment of hope and mission and love. And we call that the church. Jesus, even from birth, creates a new humanity that doesn't form based on salaries or ethnicity or geography or laws or worthiness or intelligence. It's formed by him, centered on him, it's a new humanity. The Apostle Paul describes this formation of a new humanity in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 17. He says, For he, Jesus himself, is our peace, who has made the two groups, Gentiles and Jews, one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside In his flesh, the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. He himself is our peace. The incarnation of Christ is our very own. Furthermore, in his flesh, he set aside the commands and the regulation. He tears down the dividing wall among insiders and outsiders. He removes the hostility. This new humanity of love is formed through his presence on earth, not in a tablet or a 
a temple, but in this earth. It's why communion is such a marvelous marker at a Christmas Eve service. In it, we remember the birth of Jesus as a baby. He had a body. He had blood. He had vital organs, a brain, a need for nourishment. He was God with us. But that baby grew up with his body and his blood. That one that was born in Bethlehem would one day be given for you and me to create the church. In that passage from Ephesians, we find that it was his purpose to create one body. And that in in that reconciliation that he offers, we wouldn't be welcomed into a club, but into a new people, a new family. He did this to create a unified humanity, a people reconciled to one another through his sacrifice. He wasn't just born to set his people free, but to make us together his very own. He came preaching the gospel of peace to you and to me, to those who were very far off and to those that were pretty close, to the older brother and the younger brother. Christ creates a new community out of our mess. Despite all the tools and the ideas that we have to make community happen, you cannot create a community that bears with one another in love. In fact, I can guarantee you that if you, if you take your ideal of community and you pursue that, what you will find will be awkwardness, uh, empty promises, lies, disappointments. And despite all of your attempts to make sure people in your community understand the gospel and the implications of the gospel, the people in your community will not press into that. Your community, more often than not, will feel like it's only a few steps away from falling apart. But Paul says he is our peace and he he sacrificed to create in us a new humanity. Often this disappointment, often uh, it brings out the hero complex in leaders. As leaders help shape a community and begin to watch people grow and caring for one another, they may be tempted to wrap up each person's story by themselves. As things go poorly for different members or the whole, they rush to try to solve things. They force conflict resolution meetings or interventions. They tell people what to do next. When things still go poorly, they blame themselves. All the while, they've lost sight of the Christ who called them into community, who made peace for them. The Savior who forms community. The God who leads it. Other leaders approach this disappointment of of church disentangled by looking for new recruits. They look at the chaos of their, their community and they conclude, If only I had some serious radical Christians, this would work. These people just don't get it. In the words of Eugene Peterson, though, there are no Green Beret Christians. While you covet people who, quote, get it, God has given you a few sorry saints to simply love, not control, not to dismiss, but to love the way Jesus loved his disciples and to be formed by the very peace of the gospel. Church, don't miss out on the transformative joy of growing in your love for your fellow brother or sister. Especially even in this time of Christmas, when you look into Advent, you can see that he came for the purpose 
of making one unified humanity. And when you look into that reality, the pressure is off, and you will probably find Christ forming his people, doing the work. And so I just invite you, allow the gospel of peace to transform your community. Wait, before you go, I just want to say a few things about a new resource that's come out recently called The Gospel Basics for Kids. It's an amazing resource that we hope that you'll check out. It's for preschool-aged children, and it guides these kids through discussions and story and music and crafts and illustrations and coloring sheets, all to introduce these young children to the important discipleship uh, realities of gospel, identity, rhythms, and essentially the way that we teach and train and disciple adults, we're doing it for kids because our children are not the disciples of the future, they're the disciples of today. And so go to saturatetheworld.com or amazon.com to learn more about the gospel basics for kids and get your copy.